This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. On the PGA Tour, want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tee to Green is being presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. A hole-in-one, not big. Now it's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Just after 7 o'clock on a Masters Saturday, we welcome you in to Tee to Green, live and on the air here on WGR Sports Radio 550. And uh, we are going two hours strong this week for the Masters. Thanks for waking up here on a Saturday morning on WGR. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. As uh, we are live at Pendleton Creek Golf Club. And we're outside for the first time this year, which is exciting. And uh, it's been a great week of weather. We hope you've played. And uh, coming up over the course of the show here... We're going to talk a ton of Masters. I can't wait to talk about Jordan Spieth, Kevin. He's first on my mind as we get into going here into the weekend of the Masters. Yeah, I look forward to talking about Jordan. I wish I knew this fellow's name teeing off right now because we are, you know, uh, <laughs> we're about 70 yards from the first tee by Pendleton Creek Golf Club. And I just want to say, now on the tee, <laughs> three-time handicap club champion. <laughs> and I just want to crack jokes. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. That's a t- I'll tell you what, that's a tough tee ball to start your morning, right? Yeah, with guys Park. on the radio talking about well, your swing. Well, that, well, that too. And, and you got to carry, what, about 180 yards to get to the apron, or is it a little shorter than it's that? It's a little carry? shorter. I'd say maybe about 150, but the, the hole itself plays between 2 and 210, depending upon wow. where the pin and the flag is. So, I mean, to get out of your car at 7 in the morning and make that swing as your first of the day, I mean, for a lot of people, they're hitting... Maybe Driver. A, a hybrid or this guy's got you know, a fairway metal four yes. iron, five, you know, something like that. I mean, that's that's not an easy shot here for sure. Some of these plastic swings look like they got no chance. So <laughs> I'm, I'm wishing them luck. That's right. Hey, that's business. Yeah, that's, As that's a right. golf pro, customers. Yes, you. <laughs> that's right. You should have a, a thing with your card yeah. out there. Just leave it on the first tee. Yeah. <laughs> that's like why don't uh, golf pros do that? Hang on the first. Tee. Hey, here you go. This is for after the round. Give that's me a right. call. Absolutely. <laughs> Coming up here on the show, we've got two hours, as we said, uh, as we do, if you're a normal, uh, if you're a loyal listener. First of all, we appreciate you being a loyal listener. But as you know, for uh, majors weekends, we go double the show, double the fun, two hours here uh, from 7 to 9. We're at Pendleton Creek Golf Course. And uh, if you're wondering, like, hey, that sounds like a new place. It's a new name uh, for Tantara Golf Club here in North Tonawanda on Tonawanda Creek Road. New ownership, and uh, we'll be joined by one of the new owners, Tim Collins, coming up uh, at 730 also, uh, PGA Pro Don Schneider is uh, around and working hard already. Uh, we'll have him on coming up a little bit later on in the show. But, of course, a ton on the Masters. We'll get our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, uh, our check of the PGA Tour leaderboard, Ryder Cup report, Champions Tour report, all coming up on the way. Lots of news and notes here from the Masters, uh, including Justin Rose, who's at the top, Kevin. Uh, I guess I'd say that's at least mildly surprising, would you say? Or maybe is it even bigger than that? Well, I, it's... It's not. It shouldn't be surprising that Justin Rose plays well at Augusta National because he's been close before um, there, and this is one of the the top players in the world when he's healthy. That is why I'm surprised. Um, the Arnold Palmer Invitational he withdrew uh, due to back issues, right? Uh, I believe it was API. He was either API or yeah, it was API. Um, he hasn't played much lately at yeah, all. Yeah, no, he he withdrew. 
uh, due to a, a back problem at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And he's had back issues for years. Uh, matter of fact, I want to say it was 2015 at Durrell. No, 16. 2016 at Durrell. Um, I, I had a conversation with his caddy at the time, uh, uh, who is now caddying for Ian Poulter. And he's like, how's he doing? And he's like, oh, he's, his back isn't bothering him today. So he's had back issues for five, six years, Justin Rose. So when it's good, it's good. It's like Jason Day, right? When his back is good, he's good. Um, but I, I, So I, I guess, yes, I'm surprised that he's playing as well because of his recent back issues. It, it, it would seem hard, too, to, to be confident in your motion. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's one thing to play in a regular tour event and get through it for four days and scrape it around. If you're playing in the Masters, and there's, you would need a certain level of trust in your motion and how well you're playing and your confidence to, to get through it. So if you haven't had a lot of experience playing lately and haven't had a lot of, uh, a lot of chances, opportunities to test it and test your, your motion, it, it would feel weird in that kind of crucible, if that makes sense. So yes. I, I think yeah. it would be hard for him to maintain it this weekend. I mean, he's a tour veteran. He's pl played very, very well he, in, in his history. But to maintain it when you haven't played that much and you don't have that much trust, I don't know how much trust he's got in his game right now. would be very, very difficult, I think. For I mean, for Rose himself, though, we know clearly a player of a ton of skill. Um, and experience. When, yeah. yeah. He's a guy that I would expect to have, a, you know, like – like it wouldn't surprise you if Justin Rose has a green jacket in his career. Oh, no, for no, sure. No. And right. let's face it, he was a whole one shot away from having it when I mean, he lost in the playoff to Sergio. Um, but um, he has played the back nine incredible. If you look at his round one, he was two over through his first seven holes of the tournament, and probably not on anybody's radar as he probably wasn't even coming into the week because of all the issues you guys both said. And all of a sudden, then. For his remaining 11 holes, Jeff, he shoots nine under the rest of the way to come in at minus seven. I mean, the back nine we know can be scorable there, but for how firm those greens were, he was locked in. And for guys that were having trouble hitting it all over the place, I mean, Rose was striping it. He, he was on fire. I want to watch a montage of his trackman tracers through those nine holes. <laughs> it was insane. I was watching, and every time you looked up, the ball was just striped. And, you know, as a golf professional, we use his swing as a model all the time because he's one of the best pure swingers of the golf club. And, yeah, that's everybody gets hot, and you have hot streaks, but nine under through 11 at Augusta, that's got to be up there with some of the best hot streaks ever yeah and and had it maybe happened on a sunday it could have gone down as like the greatest masters back nine ever but happened on a thursday so it might get a little less love now yesterday he gets off to a start in terms of struggling and uh, jeff i want to pick your brain on what he said here uh question posed to him yesterday just about his experience saying that there was no need to panic um Here's what he said, because yesterday he got off to a rough start, was three over here, and then eventually got it back to even on the day. He said, I was waiting for sure, but seemed a little bit more elusive today, no doubt. I was joking uh, about that the finger was heading toward the panic button a little, but he goes, I had a little talk with myself on the eighth hole. I said, look, I'm still leading the Masters. That just changed my mindset a little. I started to play match play against the golf course. He goes, I scratched a line in my scorecard and told myself I was three down, because he was three over on his round. And he goes, I said, I could go ahead and beat the course from that point on. He goes, I had a putt on 18 to win my match against the course. One up. He goes, unfortunately, it slipped by. But he goes, it, an honorable draw for me in terms of the game I played in my head. So Yeah, and it, I think that's what good players do. You find a way to motivate yourself. You find a way to turn it around. I mean, if you're going to win the Masters, you're going to have a tough nine at some point. I'm pretty sure Tiger went out in 40, first nine, one year he won. So um, you're going to have those nines in – the 72 holes but there's the mentality of a good player just finding a way to make something happen and and changing it around like where an average player might just you know get mad and get frustrated and, and not play well those lines and i know you're going to go down the leaderboard and, and we got two hours like, i know you know, you know what's nice. going to happen this, this is great you can we've got lots of time to get in your stories kevin and, and no every every <laughs> every two hour show we always say we got a lot of time at the end of the show like i didn't say this, this or that. i know i know but along those lines this is not a story by the way okay. jordan, well maybe it is jordan spieth on thursday first round uh we were uh, watching it afterwards after a round of golf at lancaster the other day and Spieth is one. Spieth's playing the ninth hole, and I mean, he incarcerated his tee shot. I mean, that was in the uh, 
that was in the forest where Little Red Riding Hood was going, right? <laughs> That's how far deep he was. And I was like, oh, he just lost the Masters. I go, no, he didn't. I go, he'll, he's a great escape artist, all right? Of course, then he knocks the tree, right? Yep, and yep. they're like, ah, oh, see? And then took a seven on the hall. I go, he's not done. I'm t- this is Jordan Spieth here. He is not done. I'm telling you, he's super confident right now. I said, he'll finish the day at two under. He finished at one under, all right? So I was one off, but I just knew I knew he wasn't done. He's Jordan Spieth. He has, and, and Guy said this to me um, years ago, you know, when he was eight, you know, when he was really going, right, 15, 2015, around there. Like, he's got the same kind of killer look, same kind of utmost confidence in the walk. You can see that the closest thing they've seen to Tiger as far as that mentality. Now, he also revealed, what, a week or two ago that he was hurt. He had bone spurs in his wrist, and that was the reason for the swoon. He didn't get surgery, decided to change his grip and fight through it. And, you know, it took him two, three years. And here he is. He won last week, and he's in contention this week. And <laughs> I don't know. I, you got to kind of like his chances, don't you, this weekend? Yeah, I think it circles back to that point because he's that I made earlier about Justin Rose. He's confident right now, and it's one of those deals when you're playing well, if you hit a bad shot, your mentality goes, well, I can get up and down for par, or I can make two more birdies somewhere to get to make up for this. So, you know, that's the attitude that makes the whole difference, and that's, I think, what Justin Rose did when he scratched that line in his card. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I just think it's fun to watch Jordan Spieth, so I could watch him play golf all day, every day. and he He's seems having like, fun. Yeah, and that's yeah. probably why he's playing well. Spieth, to me, is, is still the story going into the weekend. Um even just my on-air hits when I've been talking with Bulldog and, you know, Jeremy and Sal in the morning this week. I've, I feel like he's the story coming in. He's still the story. Um, I know he's not leading, but I think the cameras will be on him more than anybody here as long as he stays around the top. Uh, he's so interesting to listen to. That's part of Kevin, I think, as he's struggled through these last few years. Part of what has made him such an interesting story is that he's kind of shared so much of what he's gone through along the way, what he's thinking, what his struggles have been. Uh, when he was at the top of the world back in 2016 and 17, when he was winning all his majors, uh, he, not only was he a great interview, uh, he's obviously known for being such a just a fine gentleman himself, but it was the conversations on the course about golf. He and his caddy, Michael Greller, like, to get that insight, a lot of golfers, we're seeing a little bit more of that, and I think Phil Mickelson does a great job of this too, but sharing insight on golf and what you're thinking, what you should be thinking about, him talking it out. I, the sequence you mentioned where he hit the tree and then he comes back and hits a good shot out of the pine straw, the broadcast at that point showed the shot that he did the year he won it. And you remember the thing he said to Michael Grello that year. He goes, what would Arnie do here? Do you remember that line yeah, the year he right. won it? So, I mean, like little lines like that of like, man, this guy's saying this stuff here while he's playing yeah. the Masters. It's pretty cool. Well, uh, so last week at the Valero Texas Open, so I was, I was there for PGA Tour Radio, and I was in his group. Um, I had the other golfers. Uh, Doug Bell had Jordan Spieth. So we're walking together. 17. You got, I don't know if you guys watched this on Saturday. It's a drivable hole. Depends on the hole location. If guys hit driver, if not, if it's back pin, they don't hit driver. If it's a front pin, they hit driver. He 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 was spraying it a little bit there in Texas, and, and he also said, by the way, if you can hit it fairway, Valero, the Augusta National gets a wider. But anyway, he hit the cart going towards like the the entrance of the, <laughs> the golf <laughs> dirt rock path. He, he got a drop off of that into hard pan that was a little wet, and it was a downhill shot to a whole location that was just over a ridge, a slope, and, you know, we're looking at it, and even... Uh, that's, a, that's a sphincter tightener is what that is. Yeah. It, well, it, I, I just thought he's going to play this to the, to the fairway in front of the green and try to get up and down. Uh, because that's his, that seemed to be his only play. There's no way he could play it at the flag, hold the green. He risked running off into a, a deep bunker. Stuck it to two and a half feet. And Matt Wallace, I asked him afterwards, I go, he said something to Jordan. I go, what did you, what did you say to Jordan after that shot? He goes, oh, I asked him what he took so long. It was such an easy shot. He goes, <laughs> he goes but really, like, that was ridiculous. He goes, I, I thought for sure he'd hit it to where I was or down to the fairway, too, because he had no other option. Yet he sees it differently. Right. And, and, you know, it's kind of what would Arnie do? And then, OK, what, what do I see here and what can I do? What do I believe I can do? Yeah. 
And when your when your ability matches your vision, your, your ability yeah. to visualize a shot, that that's how you hit those great shots. And, and I think a lot of people are rooting for him. I mean, right? Isn't the golf world rooting for? Spieth? Oh, I think so for oh, sure. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good stories that could happen amongst the guys that are in contention, but I think he's by far number one. I I know and I know he's won a major, and I know he's won a green jacket. I still think the the comeback being complete, I guess you could argue maybe was last week, but. Uh, to me, if he wins it this week, I just, I just think there's, I mean, you've got here. He, I mean, we mentioned Rose already. There's a couple of guys at six: Zalatoris, a youngster, okay. Harmon. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad Brian Harmon is. I had a, uh, I, I hosted a, a Masters chat the other day for a corporation on Zoom for clients of theirs, and I said, Do "You want a dark horse, Brian Harmon?" And they're looking at me like, like, see the faces on the Zoom, like, "What?" I'm like, telling you, left-hander. How, how tall is he? Oh my gosh, is he five eight? He looks like he can't get pants that fit. Yeah. He's so short. Well, yeah. part of that is because he has a, a Scott Tway on his bag. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so here's an interesting thing about Harmon. He at the match play, which was only two weeks ago, was not in the Masters. He was down four to Bubba Watson in his match in match play with seven to go, and he I, and he ended up winning or birdieing like seven I consecutive holes, eight in a row, eight in a row yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Won the match, moved himself up enough, got enough points, 50. got himself into the top 50. So yeah. think of that moment. You're down four in a match against Bubba Watson, and, like, it, you know, it'd be easy a to just kind of fade. There, by yeah, the way. <laughs> it, against a good match player, it'd be kind of easy to just fade away, and he'd be done. He wouldn't be playing this weekend. And now he's a shot off the lead going into the weekend. So, I mean, that's a cool turnaround for Harmon. I like the story of the Zala Torres. Have you followed him around at all out there, Kev? Uh, I, I have not. I've been in a group that's been uh, behind him. Um, he is, uh, I think he's 140 pounds soaking wet. He's like six foot eight. No, he's like, um, he looks like Luke Wilson and sounds like Luke Wilson. Uh, Owen Wilson, excuse me, not Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson, the actor. But this was a guy on the Corn Ferry Tour who got the promotion. Luke Wilson, a Seahawks tight end, I think. Yeah. I think he's a tight end on the Seattle Seahawks. No, oh, I was talking about the actor. You know, I know. Cars, movie oh. cars, Owen Wilson. Yes. yes. I, I know. A, but there's a brother. He's got a brother, Luke Wilson. No. I think there's too. also a Luke Wilson on the Seahawks. I, that's how bad my there's tight ends were in fantasy. The Seahawks for there's now. a Russell Wilson. Okay. Right. Anyways, right, forget that. Keep going. Yeah, but and he's Zellatoris is an unbelievable ball striker. He said 77 weeks ago he didn't have status anywhere, like not on the Corn Ferry Tour, and all of a sudden he's... Wait, 77 weeks ago, but that's A like, year and a half, two years. No, that's 77 weeks? Yeah, 52 That'd weeks. That'd be a year and a half, right? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. All so right. yeah, he had no status anywhere. Not even on the corn ferry. Tour. Not even on any like. Yeah. And he just, can you imagine? And now he's got a chance to win the Masters. Yeah, awesome. he's still he's still eligible, by the way, for the corn ferry tour finals. I heard that. I will believe. he play in that if he wins the Masters? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, probably not. not. Yeah. he won't need to. No, he that's won't. right. Yeah. Seven seventeen. The time here on T to Green. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Uh, it is presented T to Green. Presented by the Western New York PGA Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Michelob Ultra, Custom Turf, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, where we are today, Pendleton Creek Golf Club here in North Tonawanda and also Lancaster Country Club. Uh, coming up here in uh, our second segment at 7.30, one of the new owners. If you're wondering why they changed the name from Tantara to Pendleton Creek, well, we'll ask Tim that. Tim Collins, one of the owners uh, here. Uh, we're outside on their patio. Uh, in past years when we've been here for show, Kevin, we've been inside their awesome bar, but there's a ton of construction going on, so we'll uh, we'll ask Tim how that's going. Yes. Everybody, because everybody in the world has been to a restaurant, so <laughs> everybody at some point, so I'm sure has... been in a while, so. That's right. Everybody has probably thought at some point, well, if I ran a restaurant, blah, 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 blah. Like, everybody's had the conversation, they're, they're right, all, Jeff? Everybody's an expert, yeah. Everybody's an expert What, what did uh, the coach say in his retirement? <laughs> the two hardest jobs, being a basketball coach and a superintendent, because everybody knows your job better than you. Same thing with <laughs> restaurants, right? That's right. Everybody knows how to run a restaurant. Yeah. So we'll ask them about, uh, we'll ask him about some of that fun. Um, our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week coming up, as we said, uh, Ryder Cup report, Champions Tour report, PGA Tour leaderboard here as we... Roll on from Pendleton Creek Golf Club. And also the PGA Pro and membership director here, Don Schneider, will join us uh, at some point later on here in a, in our second Is hour. Is Dustin Johnson joining us today? I can't, right? He's stunning. available. He's got time. Stunning. I yeah. pick. That's because I picked them. I mean, just stunning that Dustin Johnson missed the cut, the defending champion. Um, not even that number one player in the world um, not making the cut. That's just one of those... Absolute stunners. And he bogeyed the last couple to do it, too, yeah. which is disappointing. Major names to miss the Rory, cut. Rory, right? Rory misses the cut. I'm not I'm not surprised at that, though, by the way. Yeah, he doesn't look confident. So, no, because well, because he went to change his swing. And uh, 
Yeah, I'm go ahead. The guys who didn't yeah. make the cut. So notable names to miss the cut here: McElroy and DJ. I mean, Rory hits his dad. We'll get to that. Westwood, who's been playing great. Uh, former Masters champion Danny Willett. Brooks Kepka coming in off the surgery. He uh, misses. Sergio misses, another I'm former su- champion. Surprised at that one. Uh, Kucher misses it, who played well in the match play. Cantlay, Day. There's some monster names. Okay. But to me, DJ missing it. I, Rory, we have seen that episode before where he sprays it all over the place. So I guess you can you can you know add that together. But DJ missing, that, that's a huge shock to me. Um, for him to be the defending champion, be the in as rare a form as he was there to finish the season and still was this year to just not play well. Kind yeah, of surprising. And, and they're the rule, they have the 10-shot rule, if I'm not mistaken, top 50 in ties, and it's a limited field, so it's not like it's the open or a weekly tour event. It's a smaller field. You'd think he'd have a better chance. Yeah, I was shocked. Um, I thought he'd come in, and I thought he had a chance of being one of the tying the three guys that were back-to-back champions at the Masters. I'll tell you what, give a lot of credit for Bryson DeChambeau, though, for coming back with a round of five under yesterday uh, to, yeah. to make the cut. And, you know, he's he's within six shots of the lead. That's doable. Oh, yeah, uh, for him. In the limited field. Yeah. I did not like him coming into the week because they don't allow green books, and he oh, relies right. on those a lot. Yeah, and so did. that's why, you know, I, I didn't think he'd miss the cut. I just I didn't like him as a pick to win because – I mean, he does so much work in that green reading book, and they do not allow. Now he may have his own, right? Right, but they don't have one. They don't allow them, you know, at Augusta National, and, and that, which I think is great, by the way. I do too. I think it's cool. I think they should. I I would agree. It should be an art. You know, you shouldn't be able to just look at a piece of paper and it tells you exactly which way that putt breaks. Um, oh, and then and then that credits the guys that do their homework. If you right. want to, if you want to, in your practice rounds. You know, you you and your caddy, you want to make all your notes. Go go for it. You right. should be able to do that, but um, to just hand it to you, right? It yeah. seems like it's and it, they all use the aim point system, and or a lot of them do. And it's so it's gotten so scientific. And and I don't think people putt better than they did twenty years ago, though. I think you know the ball striking's better, everything's better. But I don't know that putting's gotten better with those books and with aim point and everything else. Yeah, and Bryson definitely. What did he do? Seventy six, sixty seven, yes, or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that turnaround. So, uh, he is at the group he's that one is under. one under. Yeah, yes. seventy six, sixty seven, one under. So he's tied for seventeenth, and could be there with another good day. He shoots sixty seven again. But does, we'll be talking about him maybe coming into Sunday. I mean, he bashes it, but is his short game tight enough around that facility to be getting up and down from behind fifteen like they were struggling to do yesterday and stuff like that? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'll say yes. Yeah. I mean, he's not. Listen, you, you, he he is not the best wedge player out there, um, but uh, he's good enough, and he's a, he's a he's a, doesn't get enough credit for his putting. Um, you know, I, I mentioned about the uh, um, green books, but he's still a great putter. But it doesn't to me. He doesn't play a field game, obviously, because he's smashing yeah. it. He doesn't have the feel of Justin Thomas, uh, Jordan Spieth, uh, Rose with the wedge game. But that's why he's trying to overpower things. And and I've seen him say that like what he's trained his body on putts. Like okay, I step this off. It's thirty feet. Like he knows exactly yes. what to do for thirty feet. Now, thirty feet in one direction or thirty feet in the other direction at Augusta, Jeff can mean two. Just whirlwind differences, right? I mean, oh, and I yeah. love watching them putt around yeah. Augusta with their backs turned to the hole, and yeah. you got this eight foot downhiller that you're trying to keep on the green, you know, all those kind of things. Yeah, you're not thinking, can I jam it in the hole there? Right, no, right, right. You're thinking, yeah. don't putt this into the bunker. Right. <laughs> and, you know, they're saying, you know, and people, I heard a lot on Twitter on Thursday because there was a little brown in the greens, you know, and typically that's a good sign that, you know, you don't want them dark brown, but just a little crispy around the edges means they're, they're as, Fast as they, you know, that's that's good grass conditions. You know, you don't want them too lush. Well, by by the way, distance. All right, so you know, and even Fred Ridley, the, the chairman, the other talking about distance. You know, potentially playing the Masters, so doesn't want to have to play the Masters to eight thousand yards someday. I don't think you need to. I think this proves you don't need to. I agree. This is setting right? up. I, I mean, if the scores rust stay relatively kind of in check, what would you say, Kevin? The leader at the end of the day maybe is nine, ten. And then our winner ends up being in the 12, 13 range. Maybe think, even it could be even lower depending upon where, you know, how Rose plays, I guess. I at think the top. nine unders a lead after today. I, I, I think for Rose to go out and shoot 70 would be fantastic. He's got all the pr- he's like pressure to the last tee off. He's going to see what guys are doing. Someone's going to make a move early, right? Right. A- ahead of him. I'm talking about, like, you know, 
Let's go down the leaderboard, Brian, real yep. quick. Like Patrick Reed may make a move early. He's plus one. He's plus one. Uh, Oosthuizen always seems to play well on a Saturday at Augusta National. Yeah. Like one, somebody's going to make a move early, and it's going to grab their attention. And uh, you know that John Rahm is even. Up. We know he's capable, possibly of yes. of rattling off something big. Bubba, by the way, two time champion here, even. Right. Um, and, and like, listen. The, the, look at these names here. They're going to go yeah. for it today. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah Moving day. Yeah. Moving well, day. Yes. Right. What reason do they not have to go for? Yeah. You made the cut. Let's put the pedal down and, uh, and try to shoot a score. There's so many names too that are just lurking. Shoffley's three under. Morikawa's two under. Uh, DeChambeau one under. Hovland one under. Like these, this young up and coming group. That. Uh, How about Hovland's week? Oh my gosh. He starts off his first ever Masters with a triple bogey on his first hole. And uh, I was watching it, and he gives his traditional smile. Yeah. Now, <laughs> it, it was a wincing smile, but it was a smile. I've seen that smile. And then he rattles off birdie, birdie, par, par, birdie, and he's back at even, like, seven holes, six holes, seven holes in. And I'm yeah. thinking, like, you know, that's that's a great attitude to have, Jeff, I'm sure, to, to compose yourself in your first ever Masters he, to triple and then get it back. Yeah, and, and next time he had a bunker shot, I'd be a little nervous after I just belated one, you know, 70 yards over the green. But So, so it wasn't Ernie L's triple where, remember, he putted, like, that's nine right. times. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Ernie. Yeah. I know. All right, uh, we're going to take our first time out here. By the way, DJ... He said he's around. available. He's got to stay. He's got to stick around. Yeah. He's got to present the green jacket, remember, on Sunday. Uh, I don't know that's if he's... Gotta... Oh, it's got to be tough. <laughs> he's going to have shorts and flip-flops on somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> last night at the end of my Sabres broadcast, uh, my brother actually was anchoring and had a trivia question for you. This this is definitely gettable. For me or just for you? or For, for just... both. No, he, oh, he asked... He asked for the audience. He asked Pat and I last night at the end of the Sabres broadcast because okay. he was reading off the Masters leaderboard. So uh, I'll is ask... Pat moving to Trenton? So... Uh... Sorry, this is an off-air question. I don't question. know. Sorry, go yes. ahead. Well, I'll, um, I'll give you this question. I'll give you the break to think about it. Okay. That's right. You said it, Kevin. Good job. So DJ misses the cut for uh, defending his, his title. Two players have missed the cut defending their title in the last five Masters. Can you name those two? Okay. They, def- they come back, defend, and they miss the cut. It's happened twice in the last five years. We'll have those answers. See if you can think that when we come back. Also, Tim Collins, uh, one of the owner, the new owners here at Pendleton Creek Golf Club, he'll join us next uh, as we roll on here from Pendleton Creek Golf Course. Two hours Masters show, along with PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester, Corey Griswold, producing back in our Amherst studios. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. More T to Green coming up right after this. You're listening to T to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tee to Green coming up. I felt like turning point really for me. Uh, good two-part again on number nine just to stop the rot and just to feel like, you know, could then just walk onto the back nine and try to build something fresh and something new. So um, actually started to play pretty well from that point onwards. That's Justin Rose, the leader. He's at seven under par heading into the weekend at the Masters. He's played the back nine incredible. Big reason why he is uh, sitting in the top position here after two rounds at Augusta Nationals. We welcome you back to Tee to Green. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. We're live at Pendleton Creek Golf Course here in North Tonawanda. And uh, we'll have more on the Masters here coming up. We've got two hours with you today. So double the fun here uh, on WGR, taking you up until 9 a.m. So plenty more coming here uh, on the Masters. But we want to bring in a uh, guest here this morning. We'll have a few guests. More like a host. That's true. Like hosting us. Guest and host. Right? That's right. Tim Collins, one of the new owners, part of the group here, uh, that has purchased the course from what was Tantera, now Pendleton Creek. Tim, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank How are you? Thank you. I'm well. I, I guess I should have brought coffee, though, if I was the host, so I, I feel bad. We, well, we, we don't have a kitchen yet. Well, there's improvements to be made. Or, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I've uh, got a lot of congratulations and then a lot of, uh, are you crazy? Nah, you're not crazy. It's it's something fun to do, too. It's a passion, I would imagine, to own a golf course. Uh, yeah, for me it is, and for the rest of the owners, it's definitely a passion that we have. I started playing golf here when I was 10 years old, so I 
So 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much, <laughs> yeah. I love you. Um, but no, um, it's, it's, it's been a very interesting ride over the last couple months in working with the team and putting things together, and a lot to go. Though. So Tim, you've been a longtime member here, so you've seen obviously numerous ownership changes and changes to the course and everything, so uh, what inspired ultimately to get on board with the, the group to, to make the decision? Because obviously you've seen it you know, through different groups, the highs and the lows that happens with every golf course when it changes ownership. Right. Yeah, I think there was two main reasons. Number one was the membership here. There are a lot of us have played here for a long time, have a lot of great friends, and it's kind of a unique group and a lot of uh, great people. So we said, all right, we want to keep that going. And second, a lot of us kind of questioned the previous ownership and said there were simple things that they could do that would make it better and in a, a much more enjoyable place for everybody. So that's why we went after it. I, I think you'll find as you go along, too, when you go around the golf course now that you own it, you're going to notice a lot more. You're going to notice the bar. You're going to notice the carts. You're going to notice, you know, what's going on on number three tee. What are those guys doing over there? Yeah, have you have you no, found yourself doing that yet or not yet? Uh, guilty as charged. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think Joe, our superintendent, um, doesn't want me around too much more playing golf. But, yeah, well, yeah, all the little things that you say you look over and, yeah, well, we might be able to fix that now. Do, do each of the uh, members of the ownership group have a, initially put on a tree they want removed? Is that, is that, is that part of it? Big T here? We, yes. Uh, I've got a couple on the list, and one of them already came down. That is, there is a privilege to being the guy that did it. But uh, unfortunately, do we do have to take down trees because of the ash bore. Uh, yeah. So we uh, took down 30 already this spring and uh, probably got another over 100 more to go. Yeah, that's amazing how that, that kind of came back, didn't it? Like in the last year, the ash bore, or did it never go away? It never went away. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's everywhere. Yes, uh, it is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I mean, I, when I was at Glen Oak, they cut down 250 trees maybe at Glen Oak, yeah. and uh, the vast majority would be ash bore, and it depends on where you are, how many ash you have, but basically every ash is dead. Yeah. Right, yeah. And yeah. we've had to take out a lot of Lancaster yep. uh, over the winter and uh, courses run. But also part of it is is golf course preservation and maintenance, right? Uh, tee boxes and, and, and greens. Mm -hmm. uh, it certainly helps with the health of those surfaces, as I'm sure you're learning more about, too, <laughs> as an owner. Yeah, I'm definitely, as you say, dangerous right now. I have a little bit of knowledge, and uh, that's not probably not good for the superintendent and the and, team here. And the things I always say is you never see trees on a sod farm. So, And golf courses are sod farms. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot, of people, a lot of facilities have been uh, clearing to make way to, for turf health. What is, uh, so let's talk about, um, I mean, there's course upgrades and there's clubhouse upgrades, mm -hmm. and... As we, you said, there's no kitchen right now, so there's a pretty significant upgrade. Talk to us about uh, the plants, because that's a big part of the club, mm -hmm. right? Um, and this is a very active social club and social right. atmosphere. It had uh, what I had deemed one of the one of not the best bars in Western New York, right? Yeah, I thought it was a great bar. Yeah, yeah. so it kind of we're all nervous. Yeah, we're all yeah, nervous. Yeah, 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 there you go. All right. First of all, the bar will stay in the center of the room, and it's, it's been rehabbed. Um, but, yeah, there's, there was some neglect over the years, um, some things that uh, just got let go. So we, like every project, you open up a first wall and you see a little bit more. You open up the second wall, you see a little bit more. So uh, that's what's been going on, and we just decided that it would be the best thing for everybody to close it right now, give us a chance to get it under control, give us a chance to put the new features in in the kitchen, the, the new uh, staff, get them set up and ready to go. So it was just, you know, we can buy some time right now and, and get it ready. For you hired a great chef, by the way. Ron? Ron, I know yes. Ron. He used to oh. work with Ron uh, over at the arena, and uh, I was with the Sabres, and he's a great guy. So he hired a good person. He is first a great off. guy. So, yeah. He's a good chef, too. Uh, we were joking in the first segment, since everybody has gone to a restaurant, everybody is an expert on how a restaurant should be run here. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you've gotten your share of uh, thought from people on, hey, that you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. But, I mean, ultimately... The restaurant business is tough. So yes. to have a successful golf course, golf membership, obviously there's a piece of that that ties in it. So, I mean, is that still, do you think, the biggest challenge? Is, I mean, the golf course, the restaurant, what's the biggest challenge here taking over as a, a new owner? Wow. Biggest. Um, I think, yeah, I think the restaurant is the biggest challenge, um, both with the infrastructure and it has to be put in place and the people set up, um, and also then the current COVID environment. You know, we're, we're, I've never paid more attention now to six-foot rules, three-foot rules, this rule, that rule, how people can come in and go. So, yeah, it's, it's been definitely a challenge. By the well, way, Tim's talking through to us through our plexiglass as we follow uh, that's right. COVID that's rules right. yep. on TD Green here. Yep. I just want to throw that out so people know we're being safe. That's right. I mean, I got dressed up for TV and then I'm not on? There's, there's might have been a picture or two taken. There's so a couple of pictures. Those will, those will end up on social media, but yes. 
you, your your radio outfit looks wonderful, Tim, for Thank sure. No, no, Tim Collins, <laughs> one of the uh, new owners here at Pendleton Creek Golf Club. So how about the name change? What was that uh, reasoning for, and who picked the name, or who came up with the name? Um, the name change was to signify a different start, a new beginning to the club. As you mentioned, there's been lots of owners in the past, so we wanted to start with something new. The second reason was we wanted to reflect the community that we're in. We're in a unique area. You said North Tonawanda is technically the mailing address. Right. The town of Pendleton, go a little bit that way. It's a town of Wheatfield and East, East Amherst. So we wanted to connect better with the, with the community. Um, the name came from just a lot of brainstorming. And then I'll give credit to my wife. She said, you know, the, the Pendleton part. And then we came up to Tonawanda Creek across the street, the Pendleton. And, and then the rest of the team said, yeah, let's, let's play off that. So that, that's how it came together. It wasn't, wasn't rocket science. But yeah. But it was definitely to reflect the community that we're in. I like the name change. I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, I think it's right. It, it speaks of local ownership, uh, a local feel, and this is a local members golf club. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I applaud the change. And I like it. I live in Pendleton, and I live on Tonawanda Creek. So <laughs> it was a great name, and it. And you have a new sign, and it, already you notice the changes. And I'm happy it's local ownership because I know how those out-of-town corporations manage their facilities and, and it's nothing but good good future for this place and also like you know listen it's a business too you got to support the business there's got to be new gear with the new logo in there so you know everybody you got to retire your old stuff and get the new pendleton creek oh, stuff it's embarrassing to wear the tantara logo now. absolutely yeah, I gotta get that pendleton come creek. on now like yeah yeah that's right. We'll have a ceremonial little burn pit later on. There you go. <laughs> That's raise, right. Raise some money for charity or yeah. something like that. If you want to see a picture of the new sign and the new logo, I tweeted out a picture. Uh, Thank you. At the uh, at the top of the show here, so uh, you can if you're on Twitter at Brian WGR, you can check it out there. Uh, Tim, okay, just a, a thought or two on the golf course itself here. I mean. Every Is your ch- thoughts on what should be changed as a member here? No, I uh, as a member here, I'm, okay. I'm I'm reserving that for the off-air conversation the that I'll have with Tim later. Yeah, that's right. Hall? That's right. Okay. So <laughs> you play you play golf. You're an expert on it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, so when when you look at a golf course in terms of improvements made, first of all, I'm sure, and I will say I am in this group naive to how much things cost too of everyone's like oh just move that green over here or just create a new tee box over here yeah. take out those thirty trees there like. <laughs> that it's easier said than done with a lot of things but um what are as you've looked into the golf course side of things like mm-hmm. what are those challenges like the first thing that we did here was to get the staff up to the level it should be so that the crew is here to, to maintain the course at, and to help raise the expectations of everybody so our big thing right now is get consistency on the golf course make sure it's playable and then from there we're going to continue to build trees got to come down as we talked about improvements to tee boxes you know but need to happen too but it's going to take some time but the big thing is playability consistency you're coming to a a private club it should play like a private club excellent um in terms of membership i know don had said that uh it's near capacity or at capacity here which is a great thing but i know that uh at some point with the restaurant being ready and everything that this is something that you guys will be looking for for the community to come in and if they're looking for a a monday tournament or a Mm -hmm. banquet or an event or something like that uh Maybe you want to pass along some info on that. Yeah, we certainly are looking for you know the Monday events that a lot of golf, golf courses host. Um, as I mentioned, we want to be with the local community, so we're looking for local organizations, you know, primarily. But we'll take anybody. We're not proud. We're um, to do it. Uh, our restaurant will ultimately be open to the public. Um, membership will give you some privileges to, to in the restaurant, but not. Um, it's not exclusive that's the word thank you very much yeah so and again we want it to become a local place where people want to come and hang out that's great live music will be here on wednesdays and and saturdays in the summer that sounds like fun jeff you'll hear it from your house yeah i'll be coming down as soon as the restaurant's open i know that Uh, i used to enjoy coming down here at the old bar and i'll be looking forward to seeing the new setup they actually had to replace a stool because uh, (laughs) i wore it out (laughs) that's right we can reserve one (laughs) for sure heavy duty heavy nothing real flimsy tim do you want to give a shout out to the rest of the owners i know i don't, I don't want to forget anybody so you do it so i don't want to forget anybody here oh, not a lot of pressure uh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and spell their names <laughs> um, so the team is is, is uh, jim mapes john at home jr bob carroll senior and dave carroll senior uh, and myself and yourself tim yep. collins excellent we got did you uh, you guys were all did you guys all golf together here like how did i a lifelong friends is that uh, that story? N- not lifelong friends, no. Okay. Um, two of us we were longtime golfers here, and we knew each other from being here. Um, four of us are members of the club, and uh, the, the fifth one was a member of the club. So, 
it was really a parking lot conversation that really yeah. started the whole thing and said, what if we did? Do you think we could? Yeah, I think it's great. I, like, right? I mean, everybody listening out there are golf pick. I'd, I'd love to own a golf course someday. These guys did it. Yep. And, and it's fun. It's exciting. And here's I've the been thing. part of the process. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And here's the thing. Playing here, obviously, I'm excited that I'll get to see and converse with owners, too. But regardless of the golf course or the business, Kevin, having it be local ownership, there's some you feel like that ownership so much more invested maybe than maybe if it's some corporate company out somewhere sure. else. Wouldn't you say that with well, any with any business? There's there's the accountability is right there on the fourth tee with you, <laughs> right? If you're, yeah. you're playing with them. So and I, there's an understanding of the local market matters. too, which right. is very very important. Hey, if we learned anything here during this pandemic, right? Um, and we're and it's still going on that we need to support our local businesses, right? To keep them keep them going, right? So if you're getting takeout from somewhere going to a restaurant, um, it's, listen, it's not to say that the, the national chains don't employ local people, um, but small businesses, and I would, I'm going to say a golf club's a small business, with the yes. amount of people they employ uh, are, are integral to our communities. So I think that matters to probably to the members. That's probably why you're close to capacity. There's probably been a great response in people sticking with the club or coming yes. back to the club because you guys bought it is going to be my guess. And, uh, so, yeah, I think it's important. I think that certainly matters. Now, don't pull a Siwoo Kim and slam your putter on a green uh, when you're playing with one of the owners. That's right. <laughs> or, or as an owner, you better not either. You're setting up bad example. Well, you do own yeah. it. I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> I just Put it on my I bill. I just see a dollar sign. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's right. Now, how much is that divot going re- to be His monthly statement is going to be a little larger. That's okay. all. <laughs> For sure. And Dirt, Kevin makes a good point about COVID. We realize, Jeff, how much people love golf. And how many people fell back in love with golf and how many new people took up golf Um, here at Pendleton Creek's not alone. Golf courses everywhere are doing very well. That's a great thing. And I think last year with COVID, with people looking for something to do, like people have found a love for this game here, which is great. And we've got some people listening right now that just took up golf last year, probably for the first time. And I think we're all holding our breath a little because golf boomed so much last year would it carry over to this year and the the answer is yes all the clubs are doing well and it's great to see golf actually thriving as an industry especially in our area i mean because it it was down for a long time and now um something like covid has has made a huge difference in our industry yeah and a kind of a a way you didn't wish for it to happen right yeah it happened right yeah but one of the fortunate things from something very unfortunate absolutely tim collins here with us one of the owners the brand new owners of pendleton creek golf club here uh, in north tonawanda slash pendleton right by the tonawanda creek that's right <laughs> and when you go to the bar you, you, you order a tim collins not a tom collins that says it's gonna be unique here to pendleton creek <laughs> do they still make anybody still drink at tom collins i don't I know. honestly don't know yeah. we, we can start a new trend okay, okay. there you go Kevin, you're looking for your name on the. On the oh, menu I'm just looking here. for a Tom Collins. This That's morning. right. <laughs> we need New York State to come through with a liquor license yet. So it's seven forty-seven. That's right. Yeah, but I was I was right. up at five, right? Oh, that's yeah. true. You're ready. Nothing like Sh- sour early. mix in the morning. Yeah. Show prep. You're up early. You didn't do the hockey last night. I didn't know. I didn't know. So, you know what? Thankfully, uh. I haven't had to live through uh, you know this horrendous. They situation. were better last night. But uh, Brian, there's only one way for that hockey team to go that's from being up. better. I mean, they're they were come on, they were. Bad. And you got to have a golfer's mentality. I'm always improving every day. That's yeah, they right. A, they've had a golf mentality for 10 years. They went from <laughs> they a tee times in April, Jeff, because they, they knew they weren't making the playoffs. They went from a circle 10 on the scorecard to like an eight. I'm, you know what? <laughs> I was proud to work for that organization for 11 years, but this is embarrassing. It really is. It's the first public comment I ever made about it. it it's just sad to see. Because the fans here, I can see a fellow wearing a Sabres hat over there. The fans here in Buffalo um, deserve better for how much they've supported that team financially. And uh, it's been, it's, uh, this is not a Sabres show. So let's. That's all right. I'm sorry. You know, no, no. <laughs> you know what? I'm, 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 I'm glad you said it because I get asked about it all the time. And it shows you how many people are watching because they still think I do it. So, like, no, I'm serious. People say, ah, oh, I love you on the Sabres games. I'm like, I haven't done it since 2012. Oops. All right? That's yeah, right. You know? So that shows how uh, what fans have been engaged. They haven't been. Well, let's hope maybe, as we've seen other things in the area turn around, maybe this will turn around as well. Sure. Rooting for another local business. You know what they got to stop doing? Stop trading good players. Okay? Stop yeah. trading good players. Oh, let's trade Jack. Let's trade uh, – um, um, Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan, uh, Ryan, well, no, yeah, but... Evander Kane. Yeah, you, you don't others. win by trading those great players. You don't. That's right. You traded for them. Okay, that's how you... 
you win. You had this Stick ready to them. go, didn't you? You know what I was thinking about it. <laughs> uh, there's there's a hair trigger in there. No, Kev. well, listen. There's two. Really, the real way you build a winner is you build a winner. Yeah. And when the teams uh, were good, they all came up through Rochester together. Mm-hmm. They they built a winner, and they also had a great goaltender each time they've won. Olmark shows signs of being good, but they need a great goaltender. Mm-hmm. And what they did under Murray, uh, and Murray convinced ownership, hey, we're I'm going to swing these big trades. We're going to empty the cupboard, but we're going to get these great players in. And you know what? He got great players in, but they didn't stick with them. Well, right? You know, everything's disposable. Well, I'm glad that you kept the staff that you have here, speaking of uh, good staff and good people, because I've great known segue. these guys for a while. And, um, you know. Segue. Donnie and they just they just do a great job. Don's been here forever, and mm-hmm. he's a great PGA professional. So as a PGA professional, um, I'm glad to see you kept your staff and uh, and kept the PGA brand above it. Yep, thank you very much. Yeah, Don has been a great asset to this club for the, all the years I've been here, and and just a great guy with the membership and knows what's going on, connects with them well. And then we've got now Dylan Hayes joining us as you know moving up in the ranks and just another young great professional. I think that will get his card very soon and, and, and help this club out tremendously. That's how you build successful businesses, teams. You start with good people. That's right. They started with Don't good trade people. them away. Don't trade those two no, away because no, a lot of clubs would want them. Yeah. Right. They're good people. Yeah. That's Makes right. Makes sense. I agree. Well, Tim, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Hope uh, you'll have us back here in a little while for another show, and uh, good luck. I'm sure you can go out here now, and uh, everybody will have more ideas for you. So uh, good luck you. with that. Clear the tea. The owner's coming. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Awesome. Thanks, you're, Tim. You're not next. I am. All right. <laughs> Tim Collins with us here from the new ownership group at Pendleton Creek Golf Club, where we are broadcasting live here on Tea to Green. Uh, back with more from Pendleton Creek right here on Tea to Green on WGR. You're listening to Tea to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom turf. Michelob Ultra and Jim Beam, and by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned, more Tea to Green coming up. Time for a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard. Brought to you by Callaway Chrome Soft. This ball is different. And also by Puma Golf Shoes. Back here on Tea to Green from Pendleton Creek Golf Club, Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA pro jeff Metis. it is time for our check of the pga tour leaderboard uh this week the pga tour players are at the masters at augusta national justin rose is your leader he is at seven under par he'll be in the final group today uh, along with will zalatoris the uh, the wake forest product at minus six the second last group will feature brian Harmon and mark leishman Harmon's at six under as well and then leishman two shots back at minus five uh, and then jordan spieth the other player at five under par a large group at minus four, including Justin Thomas and Tony Fiwau of Tony Finau and Si Woo Kim. That's what they say when he, he unleashes. Fiwau. That's he right. Unleashes the driver. That's Sham right. Wow. Wow. Sham Wow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And Si Woo Kim, who we're going to get to right here. We've got a short segment. I uh, want to thank Tim Collins from the new ownership group from Pendleton Creek joining us last segment. We'll have Don Schneider, the PGA Pro, coming up. Uh, just after 8 o'clock, we'll get our Western New York PGA Tip of the Weekend on putting. Uh, but let's uh, while we have a sh- couple of minutes here before the top of the hour, let's get to Siwoo Kim. He breaks his putter late in his round yesterday and has to finish. On 15, he broke it. Putting with uh, one of his fairway medals. He slammed the putter down like some of you have done in disgust, and it bent the shaft. Yep, so it cannot be replaced. Can't, cannot be replaced because he caused it to break. It was not... And this goes with our t- maybe our tip of the week, Jeff, because uh, Paul E.M. tweeted to us on Twitter, uh, any tips you can give a putting with a three-wood would be greatly appreciated. Because <laughs> see, Will Kim broke the putters, Brian mentioned, and then finished the round two-putting with a three-wood uh, on the next four holes to <laughs> yeah, go par on it, in. You know, it's funny. It's not that different i mean it's still you got to have the pace and the and the it's not super super hard to do would you want to do it at augusta with the greens as blazing fast as they are in a major tournament probably not i gotta think his sponsors might be giving him a little phone call about uh how he's his public face appeared uh, during a major tournament broadcast around the world well, i'm pretty sure he probably had a letter in his locker from the folks at Augusta National. I would imagine there's some kind they, of conversation. Yeah. yeah. Especially when that's caught on camera and you're yeah. in contention. Everything's it's, on camera That's not a good look. You're right. I yeah. mean, look at the Abraham answer situation. Oh, my gosh. He, yeah. yes, in round one is in a bunker and has no idea. Unintentionally, he's, he's hovering, hovering with this. Nothing happens. And then as he takes his backswing, it's, touches it. 
just a little. I feel like I've always known when I've touched the sand. I feel. I mean, I feel like it'd be really difficult to not. I, I'm sure I've done it, but I feel like I've. I've known when I've taken a backswing and I've grazed the sand by accident. So his Twitter account tweeted out the video, like this close-up yeah. video that they had. Like it was very small amount of sand. It was. Right. It was. Yeah, so it was like a pebble on like the right side of the ball. I would say, right? It a was, grass well, it, or a yeah, grain, like back yeah. right, and it was. Uh, I'll just say it was elevated sand. Yes, there was a little and bit. His wedge is hovering, and then um, when he goes to play, he lowers their wedge, and it comes back up, and you could see it was flattened. Right. This little I mean, uh, minuscule amount. Did it affect the shot? I don't believe so. Right. But but you definitely could see sand was moved. Right. Yes. Under the rules of golf that the, he, he did graze the sand. There's no question about it. And right. he, I think he was putting out there to kind of say I don't, subtly. Right. Like this is ridiculous. But it, there was no arguing that he, he did he did commit an infraction. The rules, the rule. I'm surprised he he's that close to the sand with his address. Is what I was surprised I would, by. You know, I, what I mean, I know you're I thinking the same thing. You yes. know, you're a tour player. You've got hands of butter, and yeah. but still, that seems awful close. To, to yeah, put yourself he, even mean, close to that situation. He committed the infraction. Uh, I don't know why that angle was so close in that shot. Like. A point was made on Twitter, like, so does every bunker have a camera that is watching every player? That closely, that yeah. Closely? Or did they just zoom in once they... They might have somebody zoomed had, in. Somebody had to zoom. Yeah, Some, right? Somebody called I mean, it in or something, It right? was focused, and it was, I don't know. It, I mean, they they just went through a rule, rules change. I mean, I think there's some things that they can refine, too, that... Uh, no, that could have happened... Consequential, ten, right? that could That could have happened ten other times over the course of a week, over well, four rounds, yeah, that, over 100 golfers playing. So I guess maybe I think that's probably where a golf fan would get annoyed in the sense that it could happen elsewhere, and just because the camera didn't catch it or it gets well, turned in. I don't, I don't think it happens that much, to be honest. I'd be surprised yeah. if it happened. Because if you're, uh, if you're a professional golfer right now, well, well you know you're on video. That's what I'm going to say. Right. Every shot you need to know is going to be on video. It just is. But every golfer be. behaves that way. Like, you know, you, you're not – those are the rules. You're, everybody's trying to abide by the rules. And for a tour player to brush sand on his backswing is a faux pas. Now, say. here's an interesting thing real quick, and then I know we have to hit another break here. We're not for another hour, so stay with us. We're not going anywhere. We're here till 9 yeah. at Pendleton Creek Golf Club on WGR Buffalo. Um, Roy McElroy, two years ago – uh, first playoff event, Liberty National, uh, the iconic 14th hole, the par three with the Statue of Liberty's there. Unbelievable place. What a memory. Yeah. Well, it, it, I was following him that round, and he was in the bunker, and he thought it was a pebble behind his golf ball. And you're allowed to pick a pebble out of a bunker. Well, he picked it up, and it, it had a little moisture uh, in the morning, so it was darker. It picked up, and it disintegrated in his hands. It was a clump of sand. It was not a pebble. So called a rules official over, and they said, well, it, you, you can't do that because it's like you're testing the sand, which he clearly was not. 